thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy that endures forever and ever and ever. We thank you for your loving kindness that is from everlasting to everlasting. We magnify you this morning. We're so grateful. We're so thankful you are a good, good God. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from you. There's no variation, no shadow of turning with you. You're always good. We thank you this morning. We thank you for technology. We thank you for the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you there's no time, no space. Right now, this morning with you, that you are in every home, in every place, car, wherever people are watching right now, and you're filling that place up with yourself, with the anointing that every yoke that is, might have attached itself to any person by the enemy, guiding, governing, moving them in directions that they would not go, that that anointing would break, shatter, totally destroy that yoke. If it's addiction, I thank you, anointing begins to saturate and break those addictions of substance or worry or stress, those habits that would hinder our lives. I thank you that you are working right now to heal those who are sick. I thank you if any have been touched by this coronavirus, I thank you the healing power of God would flow into their bodies right now and move through their lungs and their the respiratory system and drive out that virus and bring about healing. I thank you, Lord, for healing even that knee that has been in such pain and hasn't had freedom of motion. We just declare right now the anointing flow into that knee and heal the ligaments and the cartilage. There might be freedom of motion once again and the pain would leave. I thank you, Lord, that that ear that has seemed to just be ringing and then clogged up, that you open that up right now in the name of Jesus. We curse all manner of sickness and disease. We allow the healing anointing to flow even now. Father, I thank you that you give us utterance to speak as we ought to speak this morning. Put us on like a glove that we might speak as of the oracles of God. Bring things that will encourage, that will help strengthen us. We pray right now for our president, our leaders of our nation. That you'd give them wisdom, revelation, and an understanding concerning the day and the time that we live in. Strengthen each one of them in their inner man by the Spirit of God to do the job that is before them. Cause the wisest of the wise concerning this situation to speak into our president's ear. To have him hear the true wisdom that comes from God. Work throughout the leadership of our nation. They might set aside differences and join together for the good of this nation. With wisdom, with strength, with understanding, we thank you for our local governments that they will see concerning their locales, their states, what is necessary for the moment and the time, protect those on the front lines in the hospital, the EMTs, the sheriff, the, the, the state patrol, the local police departments. We declare the 91st Psalm over them. You'd guard them under the shadow of your wing. Angels would guard around about them wherever they go. We thank you, Father, for protecting our, 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 our National Guard, our military on every front. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for your power, for your protection. We thank you, Father, for provision. We thank you that, Father, in the sphere of our influence, we declare, we declare that what 
what the people of God set their hand to will prosper. No weapon formed against them will prosper against them. And so we just thank you today. <laughs> we thank you so much for your blessing that is upon our life, for the future and the hope that you have in store for us. We thank you for your goodness. We declare change take place in every heart and in li every life by your word and by your spirit this morning. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. We are so glad to be with you this morning. This is our sixth week of online church, and uh, we're glad that you invite us into your home. And uh, we believe that God wants to do something powerful in this time. He wants to do something powerful in your life. And so, uh, just say this with me. God is preparing me for, for that which he has prepared for me. So when I arrive at that place, I will occupy that place. It will not occupy me. Praise the Lord. Well, if you weren't seated already, you can be seated. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. If you haven't already, grab a notepad, uh, grab something uh, just relax, get ready. I believe God has some things that he wants to speak to us today. And uh, if you've seen it, if it was, it was on the screen there, we are going to uh, talk about a message I've entitled, Unmasked. And so, uh, you know, what the last uh, month and a half has really helped us with and taught us is a lot about communicable disease, contagious diseases. And so, you know, many of you will probably uh, uh, relate to this right here. And so what we've learned a little bit about this, whether you like it or not, this will mess up the sound, but whether you like it or not, is that they have found that this mask will help slow down and prevent the progression of a contagious disease that would come, become airborne. And so we've learned a lot about that. And today I just want to let you know, one, as I've said, uh, I was praying a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, the Spirit of God said the church is not a defiant force in this time, but they are an undeniable force. But with all the things that we've been hearing about, all the things that we've been learning, it's just been stirring in my heart. You know, we don't want the coronavirus to spread. We want to listen to all the things that we've been learning about this contagious disease and how it spreads. But we can learn a lot because we as the church need to become unmasked. You know, really, I, I can't wait until we get together again. I can't wait until, um, really, we begin to gather once again. But, you know, if we weren't careful before this all started, we might have been large quarantine centers coming together in the church, protecting ourselves from the world. But what this has caused us to do is the church is out and about. We're outside of the four walls. We're moving and shaking. We're, we're, we're getting the word out through social media. We're getting the word out. In fact, I was telling somebody the other day that really if we can come back together and do what we've been doing during this stay-at-home time, you know what's been happening is people hear something and immediately they share it with their friends on social media. You know, before we ever got into this place, that's what we should have been doing. We should have been coming together on Sunday, hearing the word, going back to work, going into our neighborhoods, going back to our family, and sharing what it was that we received. Because what we have is incredibly contagious. And this is what unmasked means. It means to expose the true character of. It means to expose something that is 
hidden or the truth about something. And really, as the body of Christ, we are really supposed to become contagious. The gospel is supposed to become contagious. I heard this, my friend say this just the other day, that really uh, a survey that, that they took that considers a church to be evangelistic is that if 20% of the, their people, in other words, one out of every 20 shares their faith, they're considered evangelistically strong. This would mean this, that if you have a church of 100 people and in one year five people receive Jesus, you're considered evangelistic. And I heard him say that 3.5% of churches are considered evangelistic. That means only 3%, 3.5% of churches that are, are considered a size of 100 or more, having five people saved in a year's period of time. We're not being contagious enough. We're learning we need to become contagious through this time of stepping back, slowing down. We need to understand what we have, and we need to start being contagious. I'm happy to say at New Creation Church last year, we had almost 200 people receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, just this week, we had a, a, somebody break down just down the road from us. And, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, we were sharing with them, and the gentleman who was broken down just, you know, he shared that if, if, if he could get a little financial help, and so we helped him financially. But what I found out is one of our maintenance guys, Jared, had kind of connected with that all week long to try to get this guy back on the road. And so Friday, I saw Jared in the parking lot, and we were talking, and he said they just about got that, that uh, uh, vehicle up and running. But he said, you know, last night, that gentleman received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That's what we should be doing. We should be contagious. We should be communicable. And so it's time for the church to become unmasked. We're not trying to be a quarantine center where we come in and we're, we find ourselves protected from the world, but we come in to get something to take out to the world so that we can become those who communicate something. We're, we're a communicable people. We have something that needs to be communicated. And so if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 13th verse, Jesus says this, he says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and to be trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they take a light, nor do they, excuse me, let's try that again. The interpretation of that tongue is, your city set, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. It's what the Message Bible says. That same thing, it says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt, seasoning, that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, 
bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. God said, listen, I put something in you that I want to be spread throughout the world. You know, we've learned a lot about these these phrases and how to contain communicable diseases and contagious diseases by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. But today we're going to talk about something. I just came up with this. It might not be funny. But we're going to listen to the CDC Christians dedicated to Christ. Right? There's different rules talking about how we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and to understand that we are, by our faith, to be those who spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that God, coming out of this time, wants to start something global. He said in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, he said that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is God's intent that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord begins to spread over all the earth. God has been preparing us for this very time and this very hour. And so he brought us back and to step back and to look and to understand, listen, we've got something worth sharing. We have to think about it a little bit like this, you know, as as they're looking for a vaccine, as they're looking for a cure for the coronavirus, just think of it this way, that if all of a sudden a scientist came up with the vaccine, and he said, listen, I've got the cure for this, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a secret. I'm going to take it home. I'm going to share it with my my family, my extended family, my friends, and it's just going to be for us. We're not going to share it with the world. I mean, can you imagine the thinking of that? How could you be so selfish to keep this cure for the world to yourself? But you know, so often we as believers, we say, listen, I have the cure for eternal death. I have the cure for what sin did to mankind. That we come in and we say, you know what, that's private. That's for me and my family. That's for us within the church. No, people are saying we need something to answer the question of life that is pondering people all over. Why are we here? What are we doing? How long will this last? We have the answer for eternal life. So I'm going to use some phrases today that we've learned over the past really six weeks or so. In our nation, they've really been prevalent. But I, I, I do want to warn you, I want to do this this. Uh, uh, This warning, don't take this out concerning the coronavirus. We want to walk in love. We want to wear our masks. We want to keep the distance. We want to protect people. No matter what you think about that, it's just some wisdom that takes place. But when you're trying to spread something, just the opposite happens. And we're talking today about taking the understanding of a communicable disease. We're talking about the understanding of what contagious things do, and though we don't want to spread coronavirus, we do want to spread the gospel, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and we want to spread the power of the Holy Spirit to everyone that we can. And so the first thing that we have to understand 
is in order to spread it, you have to be infected. In order to spread it, you have to be infected. And so Romans, the 10th chapter, the 14th verse, they don't have it. I didn't give them this scripture, uh, but just, just stay with me. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring good tidings of great joy. It says, listen, nobody can be infected unless somebody who's been affected by the gospel brings it to them. And we're supposed to say, listen, I've been infected with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have been infected with the life of the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit. When I received Jesus Christ, something infiltrated, something infected my life, and it changed everything. It broke the power of sin and put me into a place of eternal life. And if you're infected with the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you have made him Lord of your life, it's time that you begin the spread. Within your sphere of influence, it's not a time of really thinking about, you know what, I don't want to get close enough. You say, well, wait a minute, I can't spread, I can't get this close. Listen, you can share, you can still talk to people, you can still get on social media, you can still share the gospel. Number two, what we want to know about this gospel that is a little bit different than the disease that we're dealing with. So listen very closely. With the gospel, you cannot be asymptomatic and spread it. You cannot be asymptomatic. For too long, Christians have tried to say, listen, I don't feel like a Christian. I'm not going to act like a Christian. I'm just going to act like the world. But if you don't feel any of the the things that are really symptoms of the gospel, you're not going to be able to spread it because you have to know and have the symptoms of being infected with the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit. In John, the 13th chapter and the 34th verse, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. He said, you can't walk in hatred and have people know that you're my disciples. No, you have to have symptoms of the love of God. But when you have the symptoms of the love of God, people will begin to know that you are his disciples. In Galatians chapter 5, in verse 22, he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, we should also walk in the Spirit. He said, listen, if we're going to walk in the Spirit, if we're going to say that we're Christ." then we need to begin to walk out these spiritual truths. There should be fruit. There should be symptoms of our life that we belong to him and he belongs to us. And because we have symptoms, because we have fruit, we can begin to become contagious. So listen, as we begin to be unmasked, we begin to expose the true character of what we have and what we possess so that we can be contagious to those around us. We first have to be infected. Secondly, we can't think we can be asymptomatic, not act like a Christian, not live like a Christian, and be contagious. But now's the time. 
to begin to look at those things. Just like we've heard about, you know, they keep saying we need widespread testing. You know, we need widespread testing to determine, have we got it? Have we got it? And the Bible says that we will be tested. James chapter 1 and verse 2. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various tests, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete and entire, lacking nothing. See, tests are coming. There should be widespread testing of Christians to find out if we actually have faith in Jesus Christ. See, even with this coronavirus, difficulties coming, trials are coming. But when we stand on the word of God, we find out we're being tested. And our testing, we rejoice because we got it. Now, the coronavirus, you want to be tested and find out that you don't have it. But when it comes to faith in God, you want to be tested and find out that you have it. Because if you have it, you can become contagious. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6, it says this, In, you, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter said, listen, our faith has been tested, but it's been proven to be genuine. We got it. We got faith in God. Now, wouldn't it just be terrible? With the coronavirus, it's an awesome thing. That if only 10% of the people tested have the virus. But now listen to me. We don't want that in the body of Christ. Just think if all that were being tested, if only 10% of people who said they were Christians only actually tested out to have true faith in God. And so we don't want to resist testing. We want to have the testing come and know and put our faith in God and come out of that test in a dynamic way. When testing takes place, again, we're using these, these term terminology, hopefully to catch on, to help us just a little bit. But when you get tested, you do not want to be found with antibodies. You don't want to say, you know what, I used to go to church, but now, you know what, the word doesn't really affect me anymore. My faith in God doesn't affect me anymore. See, that won't, you don't want to be immune to the gospel. When testing takes place, you don't want to find yourself having become hard-hearted. You say, well, how would I have antibodies to the gospel? Well, if we're just hearers of the word and we're not doers only, we deceive ourselves. We think I'm going along really good, but actually tested by fire, we find out I seem to be immune to the gospel affecting me. If you find yourself in that place, it's not a good time to say, you know what, I've got, I'm immune to the gospel. Now is the time to break up the fallow ground of your heart, to open up and to begin to receive the power of the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit of God, so that you can be useful, that you can be productive, and that you can be contagious to people around you with your faith in God. Come on, as we're looking at this, endeavoring, examining ourselves to say, you know what, now is the hour. If there is going to be an outbreak of the gospel, 
the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to fill all the earth because the church becomes such a bright light. They become so contagious. They take off their mask so they no longer will be contagious. Too long we've gone out into the world and we've had a mask on. We, we, I, don't want to sh- I don't want anybody to get this gospel that I have. I don't want to share it with them too much. No, it's time to unmask so that we become contagious, that we become bold, that we begin to say, listen, I've got something that the world needs and have confidence in that. And so it's time to take your temperature. It's time to take your temperature. Are you hot or are you cold? In Revelation, Jesus said to the church at Laodicea, I would rather that you be hot or cold, but lukewarm doesn't cut it. I'll spew you out of my mouth. God wants us to be hot. In in James chapter 5, it says the effectual, fervent, heartfelt prayer. The effectual, hot prayer of a righteous man or a woman makes much power available, dynamic in its working. Right now is the time to take our temperature, to say, am I filled with this enough? Am I hot enough with this? Do I have a fever for God? Am I passionate for God? Do Is my temperature up? Because if my temperature is up, when I go into somewhere, I'm liable to be contagious. If you're cold for God, you're not going to have much of a contagion factor. But if you're hot for God, it's going to be tough to not spread what it is that you're on fire with. So again, let me just go through this as we're going through. Number one, you have to be infected. Number two, you cannot be asymptomatic and be contagious with the gospel. Number three, you have to go under widespread testing and find out your faith is strong in you. You need to take your temperature. Number four, you need to check your symptoms. Check your symptoms. What are your symptoms? I just thought this would be a good time to go back to what we talked about last year, about becoming a disciple. Do we have the symptoms of being a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do we have the symptoms that would cause spread of this gospel? Are we passionately committed to Jesus Christ? Are we passionately committed to Jesus Christ? Do we have an extravagant love for others? Do we have a servant's heart? Are we looking at this time? Are we just staying at home? Are we looking? Are we going maybe knocking on our neighbor's door and standing between the glass and saying, is there something that I can do for you? Are we involving ourselves as serving others? Are we, you know, just some, some really good news. It's not it's astronomical. But, you know, a few weeks ago we said that Brick House Pizza, if you bought something there, the proceeds of that was going to go to feed the elderly. And so we combined with them. And last week, seven elderly people, people in need, received meals. So if you want to get involved, you can, you can do that. You can buy meals. You can involve yourself with people who are doing something. You can still serve. Even though there's social distancing, you can still find a way to serve others, to pray for others. Have we cultivated? Are we in the process of cultivating this interpersonal, this close, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the one who empowers us, the one who guides us, the one who directs us? Are these symptoms of our faith are these symptoms of our life that would say that we are disciples of Jesus Christ and we are contagious with the life of God and it's going to get off on somebody else. 
Are we being directed by the authority of God's word? Are we being directed by the course of this world and the fear that might grip the day and the time that we live in? Are we being directed by the word of God? Are we living morally pure at this time? Are we taking this time to set aside sin and weight that has beset us that we might be vessels ready, meet for the master's use? That we take off, as, as Paul told Timothy, to cleanse ourselves of the impurities so that we would be vessels ready, vessels of gold ready to be used by the Father so that he can serve up himself through a life that reflects his very nature. Are we going to be bold to share the gospel? Are we going to stand for boldness? Are we going to be timid? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a well-disciplined mind. And that boldness is going to mean very much to communicating that which we have. Are we engaged in community? Right? The church community, we can spread out like we've never spread out before. You know, in getting together, uh, you know, and talking about coming together, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said... Um, You'll like it when people get back together because it'll help you preach. And, you know, really, to be honest, for me personally, yes, to have everybody here will, will help. I mean, it's, it's nice to be eye to eye. But I had already thought about it when, when I was talking about how nice it would be back to be back together. And really, I don't want us to be back together just because it'll make it easier for me to preach. But, you know, I'm here every single week and, you know, we're trying to do what we're supposed to do. And the worship team's here and the 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 the. Uh, live stream team is here, the sound and media team. Uh, you know, there's about 10 of us. But what I miss is I miss watching people come and go in the foyer, hugging each other's neck, standing at the coffee cart, greeting each other, loving on each other. I miss the community that takes place when we're together. And not because we, we come for community to isolate ourselves, but we encourage one another. We build one another up so that when we go out into our community, we know what that means to take the life of this community to the people around us. Are we people who are generous? Are we looking around for places where we can help others, where we can give peace to others, we can share joy with others, we can share the love of God with others? Are we looking where we can help and be generous. Are we living on purpose? Are we just living by accident right now because people have told us that we have to stay at home? Are we actually getting intentional about our lives? Are we living on purpose? Are we seeing the internal, eternal purpose that we have right now to move out into the future? Do you have the symptoms to be contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And lastly, you have to be contagious. You have to promote community spread. Not of the coronavirus, but we as a church, as we come out of this, the gospel is to be promoted, to spread throughout our community, to find ways and people that we can affect with the love of God, with the joy of the Lord, with all of these symptoms that we have, extravagant love and joy, the fruit of the Spirit. It's to be infectious with these things, to affect other people's lives and to be contagious. Philemon chapter 1 
There's only one chapter, so verse 6. In the King James Bible, it says this, that the communication of your faith may become effective or effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ. How do I become contagious? By I, I, my, my whole faith becomes more communicable. It becomes more contagious as I acknowledge every good thing that is in me in Christ. As I acknowledge that the love of God is in me, the wisdom of God is in me, as I begin to acknowledge it, as I begin to share with others what the life of Christ is doing on the inside of me, how it's broken bondages in my life, how it's lifting me up, how the peace that I have through this time right now is the peace that only he gives. Jesus said, I'll give you peace, but I won't give you peace like the world gives you. I'll give you a different kind of peace. You and I possess a different kind of peace, a peace that passes all understanding. And if we acknowledge that that peace is in me through the relationship I have with Jesus Christ, we'll begin to share that peace with others. He's given me a joy, not as the world gives joy, but he's given me a joy that's unspeakable and full of his glory. If we begin to share the joy of the Lord with others, our faith Faith in God becomes more communicable than ever. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Paul said this. He said, uh, uh, the, the Passion Translation says it like this. He says, I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. The Jew first and then people everywhere. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Another translation says, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I've used this terminology today just because over the last six weeks we have learned this terminology about contagious disease. And we want to use this terminology to help protect from that contagious disease. But we can also take some understanding from that and understand how we can be contagious Christians. How we can make our faith become communicable to those around us. That we're like those who have that vaccine that's troubling people, not for coronavirus. But we have that vaccine. We have been filled with the life of God. We shouldn't hold it to ourselves, but we should share that with others. I just want to encourage you, church, use this time to continue to grow, to check your symptoms, to share your faith. If you're watching today and you say, you know what, that's what I need. I need that life of God. I need to be infected with the life of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says that if any man be in Christ, if any man be engrafted into Christ or infected with the life of Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, everything has become new and now everything is of God who reconciled us to himself. It's a powerful scripture that today you can say, you know what, that, what you've said has affected me. I want this eternal life. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave 
his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him, whosoever would receive of this contagion, this life, would not perish but have everlasting life. You may have gone to church all your life, but you look and you say, you know what, I don't have any symptoms of a change in life. And now is a good time to say, you know what, it's time for change. To invite Jesus into your heart to be the Lord of your life. If that's you, you're watching and you say, you know what, I need this life. I need this joy. I need this peace that you're talking about. It only comes through Jesus Christ. Why don't you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Say, Jesus, I come to you this morning. And I ask you to come into my heart. And be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe that you came to the earth. That you died for my sin. And that God raised you from the dead. And right now, I declare you as Lord. Thank you for saving my life. And forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we believe you become born again. You've been saved. Jesus came into your heart. We would love to know that, and we'd love to send you some information concerning that. You can go on to our app and that uh, church tile, that information tile. Let us know that you were, you made Jesus the Lord of your life today, and we'd love to send you some information and encourage you to move forward in this new life that you have in Jesus Christ. It's been so good to be with you this morning. Why don't you all say this with me? What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. Make it a great day.